Welcome to Black History 365 The Throwdown, a podcast series where I explain, educate, and explore historical events, unsung black figures in world history, and recount the struggles and triumphs of black people worldwide. I'm your host, Yusuf Fursi, and in this episode, I'll present the story behind the Malayan Empire and Mansa Musa. When it comes to black history, we usually narrowly focus on the U.S. black Americans' experience when black history is global, and some, and maybe many black Americans are oblivious to the outstanding achievements black people from Africa, the Caribbean, and so forth have accomplished. With that said, this leads me to focus on this episode about an African emperor, Mansa Musa, that had, that had the western region of the African continent thriving, and was at one point arguably the richest man in the world. Before Mansa Musa ruled the Malayan Empire, he was given the temporary position to be the emperor due to then ruler Abu Baraki II taking a trip to explore the Atlantic Ocean, but he never returned. Being a non-call emperor at that time was equivalent to being a vice president in the United States. However, Musa wasn't a nobody and did have the credentials to become a ruler due to his great uncle Sadiati Kiti having founded the Malayan Empire. Furthermore, as he was now the new ruler, he gained his wealth from trading gold and salt, which was abundant in West Africa. With the money he gained, he strengthened Mali's cultural infrastructure, particularly Timbuktu, which he enacted in 1324. Musa was a devout Muslim, and when he took his Hajj to Mecca, an important act in Islam, the world became aware of the extent to his wealth as he spread and gave gold away to the people in the streets, while simultaneously buying extensively to the point where it damaged the global economy for a while. So gold as we know it today is very high in value, but when Mansa Musa began circulating the gold, the value began to decrease. Moreover, this minor setback was evened out once he began borrowing from lenders in Cairo, despite a high interest rate attached to it. And with this done, he single-handedly had control over gold in the Mediterranean. With all that wealth and money Mansa Musa accumulated, you might wonder what he did with it all. Well, other than donating it, he used a lot of it to build mosques, the holy place for worship for Muslims, and legend has it that he built one, one every Friday. Friday is the holy day for Muslims to congregate, like Saturday is for Jewish people and Sunday for Christians. So building a new one by the end of the week is unfathomable. His reputation brought this brought his reputation in the Mali and Malayan Empire to, to increase. His legend started to grow. And he started putting the Malayan Empire and the region of West Africa on the map for the world to know and visit. If you see any depictions of Mansa Musa, you'll see him surrounded in gold coloring, and there's this one famous drawing of him holding a nugget of gold. When, so how does, 
Mansa Musa's wealth compared to today's millionaires that also contribute to philanthropic endeavors. Well, when adjusted for inflation, Mansa Musa's wealth is believed to be around 400 billion, and the only person that came close to that numerical figure is John D. Rockefeller at 336 million. How much Musa made is well and good, however, the impact he made for the Malayan Empire, Africa, and the global economy is where he left his legacy. In closing, I want to reiterate the point that black history should not only be celebrated in terms of the history African Americans in America have endured, but black folks all over the world that ruled kingdoms that some, slave, that some of the slaves that entered the Americas and the Caribbeans came from. But as with a lot of this kind of history, it was discarded and by by the majority of white America for black folks in America did not learn about when entering schools. When we would learn about Black History Month, we would talk about a few figures like Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, and so forth, which is only surface level knowledge and that doesn't go deep into the roots of black identity and the movement for black liberation but that's why i created this podcast series so i can bestow knowledge and information that is not well known to some and that is where i'm going to end this episode today if you would like to learn more information on this you can definitely check out my my site, my, my blog site at realfreeflongwords.blog and click on the tab Black History 365 for my written blog post on Black History. The show is made possible by Anchor, which is providing a great and easy to use service for new and seasoned podcasters. If you enjoyed listening to this show, then make sure to subscribe on Spotify so you can stay up to date with my future episodes. On episode four, I want to discuss the Wild West and the black cowboys that lived there and contributed to the American frontier. So definitely stay tuned for that. And I thank you for listening to this episode and this podcast. I'm your host, Yusuf Hersey, and I'm signing off. Peace. Peace.